We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Welcome to episode number 95 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I have been around the video game industry for a long time. So long, in fact, that I care absolute zero about going to E3. We can talk about that <laughs> a little later. Uh, my daughter turned five this weekend, which was cool. Um, so I'm a mom, hence Gaming with the Moms. Uh, but I'm joined by another mom, Regina McMenemy, who is from the Geek Embassy and is author of the forthcoming book, Mothering the Game. Hi, Regina. Hi. And then, as always, our resident dad, Stephen Dutzman, who is the father of three and editor and founder of EngageFamilyGaming.com, and now an official press attendee for E3. Am I right, Stephen? I mean, it's not official yet because I don't have the badge yet, but... um, (laughs) And I don't trust anything until that is done, but yes. Do you get the badges before? You have to pick press badges up at the event, right? I don't know. What I mean to say is... In previous years, yeah. Go ahead. My presumption, <laughs> the, the way I'm going to handle it is when I get the official email that mm. says, okay, you're confirmed, we'll let you know at a later time what to do. And, you know, when when the press announcements start rolling in, which I'm sure is going to be insane, um, mm. then... Then, yes. Things are a little different this year, but previously, actually, you got a barcode in the email that you had to take in. You had to print it out and take it in. That's how it works at uh, Toy Fair. Yeah, to show show it on your phone or whatever. Although, fun fact, I've always brought my my my, uh, barcode to Toy Fair, and every time I'm like, hey, here's this thing to scan, and they're like, nah. (laughs) They just give it, they just... I mean, because they get you got to give them your license first anyway. So by the time right. I get yeah, there, yeah. they're already they already got my stuff. So they've never scanned yeah. it, but yeah. I'm always panicked to lose it. And I print out three copies and I put them in my pocket, my wallet, my bag, and then they're <laughs> like, "Nah, we're good." <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what E3 is like this year since it's open um, open to the public. So, um, but yeah, yeah they're I'm still just not like... sold out though. Really? That still is, not sold um, out. Well, EA is still doing their own thing, right? I think so. Um, yeah, what, I haven't been paying attention because I so don't care about it. Really. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. You're a content creator now. You're supposed to care. <laughs> right. Yes, I know. You're not a I journalist know. anymore. You're a content right. creator. Yes, yes. Well, and you probably should have cared at least a little bit as a journalist, too. You can, yeah. But you can be over it. You've had enough exposure to it. Like, I can get that. Like, I had to take yeah. a few years off PAX because I was like, okay, yeah. I've done this enough for a while. I'll go back in a few years. When it- yeah, I think I've been to 10, 10 or 11 E3s. Um, and all the important stuff comes out in the press conferences, which you can watch from home, so... You know, I don't need to go play a game. And there's with the open to the public now, the lines to play these games are going to be crazy long, even longer than they used to be. So, um, so yeah. So good luck, guys. Have fun. <laughs> I will be hey. thinking of you as I sit that's comfortably. What a, that's what appointments are for. You can be home base. Right. <laughs> okay. Um. So let's see. So what else is going on? The other reason why I'm like not thinking about E3 is because my daughter's birthday party is this weekend. So I'm kind of in, uh, you know, crazy birthday party mode. Although uh-huh. like I'm not doing the activities. I'm not in charge of the activities. I'm not in charge of the food and I have to do something. So all of my energy is going into the goodie bags. So, um, so these are going to be some rocking goodie bags. <laughs> I, got pla- I got plastic Pokeballs that we're going to stick figures in. Nice. And we've got temporary tattoos and um, bracelets and it's funny Anna wants to personalize who gets what Pokeball and who gets what figure so we're going to do that um, tomorrow and then um, yeah so we have a lot of them though because our head count right now is 30 kids <laughs> oh my god how do I manage to do this well I mean it's um, my mom's club you know obviously all those kids get invited and there's a pretty decent number of those but she's a school now so there's like five or six kids um, from her school that are coming so um so yeah it's gonna be a lot but um 
But like I said, I'll, goodie bags will be done. I won't have anything to worry about. We're picking up the cake on the morning of. My husband can be dealt with that. He ordered it. He's the trustworthy one on that. So um, so I think we're good, minus stuffing the goodie bags. So <sighs> it still makes me nervous. I'm sure it'll be fine, though. Um, all right. So what else is going on? You guys have any funny parenting stories to talk about, or shall we jump into our non-gaming news? I am bereft of funny parenting stories this week. Although, okay. can I just say <laughs> that as a content creator on the web who uh -huh. has my children participate in some of my stuff, yeah. how about that guy? That, oh, that, God, did, I know you who you're going to talk thing? about. Can I just say, yes. uh, for anyone listening... Do you know what I'm talking about, Nicole? Probably The guy not. who played the prank on his kids? No, no, I haven't Good. heard about He's got that. a whole channel dedicated to torturing his children emotionally. Yeah, so don't so oh, do wow. yourself a favor. Don't <laughs> look up what I'm saying. But for those listening, um, I can assure you that while my children play games with me and they are, they are in pictures on my Instagram account, and while I do like to make jokes... um. I do not emotionally torture my children. I just want to go out on record as differentiating myself from this, uh, from this, these folks, um, I, I, because that is insane. I couldn't even make it through the video. Um, oh, I didn't even, I, I didn't even touch it. Like I just saw a couple of stills from it, and I'm like, done. Okay, thanks. I watched the wow. first like minute because they because the setup was, and look, she's even really sweet in the beginning of it, and I was like, okay, so what's this? And then within seconds, I was like, nope, this went too far. Um, the long and short of it is the prank they pulled, which I invisible ink is hilarious when used correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, but what they did is they spilled a bunch of invisible ink in this like six year old's room and they blamed him for making a mess and yelled at him and like yelled at him in a way that I, yeah, I wouldn't even yell at a kid if they ran out in traffic that way. I mean, maybe I would if they almost got hit like. And this guy was just cussing this kid out and yelling, and he's like six or seven, can't be that, and he's just hysterically crying. Now, Invisible Ink, as I said at the top of this, is hilarious, uh -huh. and what they should have done is spilled it all over their living room and pretended like it wasn't there. And then the kids yeah. are like, oh my god, what's this mess? And he'd be like, it's not there. You know, just like, what are you talking about? And then eventually it goes away. That would have been funny, yelling at your children, not so much. I was so pissed for most of the day. Wow. Well, but it's, and it's, it's the whole channel, like their whole setup is this kind of like they prank their kids and that's what their yep. whole channel is driven by. Yep. And, oh, they're in on it. And it's like, you're not getting these emotional reactions from these children and they're in on it. It's like that. I hate that, um, Jimmy Kimmel thing where, you know, he tells the, they, they tells the parents to tell the kids they ate all their Halloween candy. Oh. <laughs> Right, to watch him okay. cry? So it's wait, that same so, thing. <laughs> I mean, it's a little different. But it's a little different. A little. I don't because know about the, that. <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can disagree, and that's fair. I think there is a difference between saying they ate their candy and cussing at them like they're going to get beat up. Well, yeah, yeah. but I mean, I think... I, I wasn't saying that there, there that that isn't the same. Uh, that's not the analogy I'm drawing. The analogy I'm drawing is that the same idea of getting a genuine emotional reaction from your kids by lying to them. Mm. And those I mean, those are both those are the same thing. The, the prank that he did and 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 um and the Jimmy Kimmel thing are the same thing. Where you're looking to get that that uh, that emotional reaction from your kids from telling them something that's not true. Yes. Okay, that's Same fair. Same thing, with but on said, a different scale. Yeah. Yes. With that said, in a different I would way, never tell but, my ch yeah. kids that I ate their Halloween candy, because that's just messed well, up. No. But, I mean, yeah, totally. Yeah, but wait a second. Wait a second. Don't you have a tax where you get all the peanut butter cups? I think that's you different. told me about this before. <laughs> that is different. That's different, because I told them the truth, and they have known about this since the day they were born. This is different. That is a very... See, we're talking about... Lying to them, there was never any okay, illusion okay. that they got to eat peanut butter cups. <laughs> <laughs> also, oh. 
they understand like it's not like they it's not like they live tortured lives and that has <laughs> right. to change a little I bit know. now but that has to change a little bit because of uh Maggie's uh the teeth thing because she can't have right. gummy candies anymore oh. so like gummies and caramels so like I actually have to be a little bit better about that moving forward because Reese's like those kind of candies those are some of the only ones that she can eat because yeah. she can't ha- cuz a lot of a lot of the houses in our neighborhood will give out like gum like fruit snacks and right, right, yeah. like uh laffy taffies and stuff like that and she can't have those whereas now it's like oh well whatever you can eat all the fruit snacks and the laffy taffies you want whatever and she loves those but now she can't have them so obviously uh, i'm going to have to change that moving forward easter was a very wacky experience cuz it's like what do we get you know yeah the funniest thing is her biggest reaction was to the i can't have chewing gum anymore which is funny wow. cuz she's never had chewing gum before <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, my maybe daughter once. keeps asking. Maybe she had a gumball once. Maybe. I mean, because who hasn't had a gumball? But, like, it's not my like daughter. we're a gum house. <laughs> yeah. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah right. She right. keeps asking me when she's allowed to chew gum because we've always said when you're older, but we've never given a number. Uh, so a it's date. still just when you're older. <laughs> so she really? asks every six months. When or we know for a fact that you won't swallow it because you're bored. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, it's, and my wife doesn't, she never has gum in her purse. We never, like, I don't chew it. So it's like, it's not yeah. around. So I'm sure she's had a gumball or whatever. But like when the doctors, when we like, we're reading through the list and we're like, all right, no this, no that, no gum. She's yeah. like, no gum. No. And we're like, that's the thing you're reacting to. Like, <laughs> but, you know, that's kids. But anyway, yeah. I just wanted to throw that out to the audience. I do it. My children are a part of my stuff. Um, But I am not a monster. I'm just a little bit of a jerk and that's okay. I'm not a monster. <laughs> okay. All right, good. I don't think anybody was calling you a monster, Stephen. No one was. I was cutting it off at the pass. <laughs> okay. Just okay. like, you know, I'm trying to be absolutely certain that there is no way that I am unintentionally compared to that guy. Okay. Because that was right. ridiculous. Because anyway. it's that guy. Yeah, Hashtag I don't video even. video games. I don't, don't even, even want seek to, uh... him out. I got yeah. a minute into the video and I started crying. I'm not even lying. Now I tell people all the time I cry all I cry at everything, so it probably wasn't tear worthy. <laughs> but it was like because I'll cry at a good Coke commercial sometimes, you know, <laughs> like it's bad. Well, you know, so like I mean that's what they want. So yeah, you know. well they they There's, get it from me. There's some intention there at least. <laughs> they got the reaction. I couldn't. Probably not I couldn't the watch it either. I read a couple of articles about it, and I looked at some of the comments that people were making, and I was like, you know what? I don't need to click on this. You know you know who <laughs> yeah. really doesn't like them right now? Jim Sterling. Now, Jim Sterling oh, is mm-hmm. a caustic individual, and when yes. he does not like you, you've done something wrong. <laughs> yeah. The only yeah. person I didn't see weigh in on it on the internet is, uh, is uh, Colin Moriarty. I wanted to see what he had to say about it, but he's too busy yeah. being yeah. him. Yeah, he's laying low a little bit lately, uh, yeah. which is understandable. Um, we've got a couple of non-game related news yeah, yeah, things yeah, yeah, yeah. that I want to talk about because we talked about this before is the semantics of The Last Jedi and whether or not that was plural or singular. The director right. said he never thought about it that way. And to him, it's singular. So, um so, yeah, so that's what he says. Although, you know what? People leading up to movies and TV shows now, I don't believe them. Like, after the whole Game no. of Thrones thing, I'm like, everybody's being coy about everything. No. It's just um, it's just building hype. But anyhow, so, so there's an So how do they mistranslate the light? I, 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 I am with you that I don't believe him because this is Disney. There is right. no way, no way, considering how powerful their marketing and copy it. There is no way that it's getting translated into another language as plural without someone mm. checking that out. Because it's not plural by accident. It was in like German or something, right? Like it wasn't like it. It wasn't in like some strange, like you know, like Papua New Guinea, like you know that kind of right. thing. Like we're talking yeah. like real. Like, it wasn't like it, exactly. It was mm-hmm. like like a language that more than a handful of people in the world speak. Yes. Someone looked at that twice. Maybe even yes. three times. And then somebody yeah. had to graphic design the poster. No way, dude. Sorry. It's plural. <laughs> no, I, I almost never believe the creators of these kinds of things. Like, I wrote my, my master's thesis was partially about T.S. Eliot, and he mm. liked to footnote his own poems. 
Right, right. Right, to tell you where to go to get information on what he was referencing. Well, he was messing with you. Yes. Like, you know, that was his intention, (laughs) was to mess with the academics who, a hundred years later, are going to be looking at his work going, hmm, I wonder what he meant. And he put this footnote there, and that was all to mess with people. So there's a long-standing tradition. T.S. Eliot was a troll? Is that what you're saying? Yes. I was going to say, yeah, that's awfully arrogant. Yes. (laughs) He was absolutely a troll. And so that's, there's a long-standing tradition of people like, ha-ha, you thought you were on the right track, and you weren't, you know. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Game of Thrones press last year, man, they just, uh, yeah. they messed Oh, God. Well, they knew what the, exactly what they were doing. Yeah. 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 Speaking they were of stringing Game of Thrones, the two of you along. Wait, can we start? <laughs> can we, let's talk about Star Wars a little bit more. Hold on. All right. I wanna, can I have a little bit of Star Wars before I can go yes. take a nap? Um, so that trailer though, can we, did the two of you watch it? I didn't watch it. I'm trying to stay away from it. Yeah, me too. Oh, you guys are. So, well, that was going to be my question. So you are in media blackout even now. Mm -hmm. Didn't even want to watch the trailer. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Okay. So this is, I actually asked this on my Facebook page and I would love to hear this from our listeners. Um, so tweet at me at EF gaming. I want to know how you handle this because, um, I asked, when is the appropriate point to go on media blackout? And mm. I got a number of different answers. And um, what I have settled on, and this is going to be how I do it with movies from here until the end of time. I will watch the very... No, no, no. So there's teasers. The first trailer I uh-huh. will watch. And then I will okay. never watch or read a thing again. That's how I'm going to do it. Partially because... I really wanted to be part of like the the zeitgeist of talking about Star Wars, and it was impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I didn't want to stress out over every time I looked at my phone, not see to have that trailer <laughs> autoplay. So I was like, "All right, I'm going to watch this." So <clears throat> teasers they don't count. The first trailer, I'm going to go for it. I will say, not to spoil anything, um, the cinematography I think is maybe just from those shots. I think the shots that they showed so far are better than any single thing I saw in uh, The Force Awakens. Hmm. Like, they, and I'm sure that, I'm sure that they hand-selected, like, the absolute best stuff, because that's what you do. But, like, some of the shots, I was just like, oh, man, this is gonna be sick. I cannot wait. Um, Yes. Should be cool. I can't wait either. Yeah, me too. But I, you know, I didn't watch the first Guardians of the Galaxy at all. And I loved that movie because I just, it was all new. And I already feel like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 has been a little spoiled because I've watched like everything that's come out on it now because I Mm. love it so much. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to be disappointed because the moment when Baby Groot runs off with the, you know, switch to blow up the world. (laughs) Yeah. um, I've already seen like four times. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to yeah. be a little bit more measured about when I watch and what I see. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling that way probably about Wonder Woman. I think I'm getting. Yeah. Um, I haven't to the watched point Wonder that... Woman's either. I watched one of the teaser trailers, but I haven't uh-huh. watched like the full blown trailer. Oh, I've watched I'm... everything. <laughs> to, to give a to give a comparison, did you guys watch the Thor Ragnarok trailer? Uh, no, nope. I heard Man. that was really good though too. Oh, it's amazing. Finally, with Thor Ragnarok, what's exciting for me, I love Thor, um, I think, and I think Chris Chris Hemsworth, the actor, is an amazing comedic actor. Like, you see him on Saturday Night Live. He has good timing. He has... Ghostbusters, man. He was hilarious. And he was in Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Like, he also (laughs) does not take... For a guy who's, like, super buff and, like, super hot and, like, whatever, he does not take himself seriously. Like, there are some guys that take themselves way too damn seriously, and he does not, which is great. Um, And so they finally... Because he does things like Ghostbusters because Exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. I bet you when he saw... When someone pitched that to him, he was like, nah, dude, I gotta do this. (laughs) You know? Um, But they finally are letting him be a little bit more funny. Oh, okay. Um, which is, so they, inv- they put a little bit of humor into it, which I think is fine. Mm. Cause the last two Thor movies have been so like stodgy and like up, like mm-hmm. just, it's just like, they're good. They're action epics, but like they lacked some of the normal stuff that made Marvel movies special. And now it's just like, check it, check us out. It's an eighties metal cover, um, with Chris Hemsworth <laughs> in it. But one of the lines from the movie was like spoiled and i think it's one of the like i'm i regret 
seeing it in the trailer and not seeing it fresh in the movie the first time, mm-hmm. when you watch the movie, you will know exactly what line I am talking about, and you're going to be like, man, this is really good. Um, and you'll be better than me because uh, you had the, the you didn't watch that trailer 15,000 times in a weekend. I don't. I I only saw the first Thor movie. We don't go see all the Marvel stuff. I finally watched Doctor Strange on the plane. Um, with there's a little oh, like Thor thing at the end. Yeah, it was good. I liked mm-hmm. it. Um, I probably wouldn't have watched it if I didn't have nine hours to kill and like hundreds of movies. But uh, I caught up on a bunch of movies. And Doctor Strange did it. Fantastic uh, Beasts. Um, oh, I got I to watch on there. Yeah, that was really well done. And then um, Arrival. Know. Arrival was amazing. It was a wonderful movie. Um. But uh, but yeah. Anyhow, Thor. what about Game of Thrones? But I really, <laughs> wait, wait. No, I really think I, I, the origins <laughs> trailer for Wonder Woman, I think it has that line, that uh, that it spoils. At least that's that's my prediction. But at the same time, it's about like, I just want to, you know, it's not that I don't know what happens or whatever. It's like, duh, you know what happens. So, but it's just, I don't know. It's just exciting for me. But um, you know, Star Wars, I honestly you know, don't know what ha- happens. You know, that story is kind of wide open New, again. Right, so, yeah. Right. So that's why um, I'm doing Blackout on that. And my husband does Blackout on everything. Like, he wouldn't even watch this Game of Thrones trailer that I'm talking about, even though it tells you almost nothing. Nothing. So yeah. I was going to talk about this last week, and I forgot. So um, when was it released? Let me see. What's the date here? On March 30th, it was released. It's a season 7 trailer. I think this was the first real trailer. Um, it's called The Long yeah. Walk. It's focused on our three rulers, Cersei, Daenerys, and Jon. Um, and you see them sort of approaching their throne-ish type stuff. Which is funny because like, there's not a throne in Winterfell. It looks more like a conference room. Uh which is Yeah, kind it's of- like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, well, they've, they've, they've shown it before, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just where... Um, where okay, Rob so was yeah. declared the the king of the right. north and all north. that stuff, yes. yeah, yes, yeah. and where John was declared the king yes. of the north. If yes. you didn't watch season six, that's your problem. Um, <laughs> anyhow, so this is it's a very simple trailer in that they're all <laughs> walking toward their their place, their seats where of they power, sit, their seats of power. But the thing yes. that is okay. So if you don't want any spoilers, jump ahead five minutes. The thing that is actually spoiled in this is that mm. Danny is on Dragonstone, which hasn't been revealed any time before. So, but that makes sense for her to be on Dragonstone because Dragonstone was where Aegon and all his dragons and whatnot, they landed there first before they um, went over and took over uh, Westeros. Right. Um, So yeah, so it's the breeding place of the dragons. Uh, It just makes complete sense. But so that was given away a little bit that she's going to be on um, Dragonstone. So I take back. Well, go Go ahead. ahead. No, no, I no. didn't know. I didn't know that that's where it was. Like, it makes sense yeah. now that it was stone. I'm like, is she sitting on, like, a chair they made her on one of the boats? Like, is that wood? <laughs> like, I wasn't sure what it was. But that wasn't what I thought was the most interesting thing that was given away. It might be because I didn't pick up on it, though. But when Cersei exhales, yes, and it's the puff of frozen air, I yeah. thought that that was pretty revealing. Because there mm. have not been any indications of winter at Reaching King's Landing. That far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not yet, at least. Yeah. And who no, might... Be... And then the blue eye at the end, right after she does yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like... definitely the... That's the Night King. But that, that yeah. does bring up something funny, though. Like, Cersei as a White, as a white Walker. I hadn't even oh thought my God. about that possibility. Right? <laughs> so... But what would be more terrifying than she's right. got that, you know? Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Cersei with funny. the blue eyes, that would be bad news. Yeah. Uh, so the tra- I mean, I'm going to tell you tra- any trailer is amazing. This one is better than the previous ones because there's been – some of the, the pr- previous ones, they've just had dialogue from, like, season six just kind of played over right. the sigils Scenes of, of other the house. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, so this doesn't have any dialogue in it, but it's, uh, it's much more telling. Apparently the actors filmed this specifically for this trailer that the stuff well, that you see like in Well, it looks like it. Like, you can't – yeah. It didn't yeah. look like it was part of anything else. Yeah. yeah. So, J- July 26th. July 26th. I thought it was like 16th. No. It's no? July 26th. Hold on. No, I'm Is pretty sure just, that said the let 16th. Me, let me look. Ca- skip to the end. Uh, 16th. You're 16th. You are right. You are right. 
I hey, know that's, that's ten my days, Game of Thrones days. That's ten days earlier than I thought. So yes. <laughs> I'm like, don't rob us. <laughs> Don't tease. Okay. Don't play with me. <laughs> right. Bad enough it's not April like it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. Um, okay, so we can stop here before Stephen falls asleep. I can hear him typing. He's doing something else <laughs> while we're talking. Well, I mean, yeah. to be fair, I got, I got a business to run, so... <laughs> Okay, but we're going to go back to Star Wars, and that is because Star Wars Battlefront 2 has been announced. We all knew it was coming, obviously. Uh, but uh, trailers are available for that as well. I actually mm-hmm. just watched it right before we started recording. And let me say, like, I am super intrigued by the fact that the main character in the campaign is going to be um, a bad guy or a girl. As right. It seem. That's awesome. That's a very yeah, gutsy move on their part. Yeah, I was excited about that, too. Yeah. yeah. So, in fact, totally... I, not to edit you, but she's not a bad guy or a girl. She is both a bad guy and a girl. A girl, right? <laughs> okay. Yes, and yes, yes. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> that, that was. I think that's a really gutsy move on EA's part to, to do that because that caught me completely off guard when you like see her character and she's like, you know. We're going to avenge our emperor. And I was like, what? Like, seriously? <laughs> uh, anyhow, it looks super cool. It's coming uh, this holiday season or fall. Do they have the, I don't know if they said the release date or not. Probably doesn't matter it's in at this November. point because it's not in November. Yeah. Okay, uh, there's so actually an. I can look. I actually think I have the release date in my article on engagefamilygaming.com. Um, for, it's interesting. <laughs> note. It's interesting to note. Hashtag plug. Um, my uh, the writers. I don't know if you noticed who the writers are, but it is the writer of. Uh, there's two of them that, that are lead writers. One is the guy who wrote Spec Ops: The Line, which is uh-huh. a very interesting game from a narrative perspective, and the other one is Mitch Dyer, formerly of IGN. Oh, right, right, right. Yes, yes, I did see. I did see Mitchy D on Twitter saying that he wrote it. So that's how that's wacky cool. is that? No wonder he left IGN. Right. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people leave there to go to like work in game development. Now that making like le- him leaving to go make canon Star Wars stuff is insane. By the way, it's coming yeah. to PS4, Xbox One, and PC November 17th. Cool. Hate hating on that switch. Hating on that switch. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm fine with I, it. I Okay, I was just gonna say this is that's not surprising to me at all. I, I I'm think not that... surprised. Okay. <laughs> Any. Um. So. Uh. So yeah. So that's cool. I'm sure we'll be talking about that a lot as it gets closer. Uh. To mm-hmm. release, you got, uh, probably see at least a certain amount at E3. Maybe you'll get to play a little bit of it. I'm sure you'll see in like an extended um trailer, if nothing else. Um, okay, so Nintendo, uh, we talked about last week, they're discontinuing the NES Classic Edition. However, the this is a rumor, but it's probably true. They are in development of the SNES Classic Edition. Yep. So we talked about them having a master plan. Maybe this is a master plan. Maybe not. It is just a rumor at this point, but it's um, Eurogamer are the ones that have said it, and they are basically, you know... Always they, they get right this about, done. Yeah, yeah, they get they yeah they always get it right. So um, so that's cool. So what do you think about that, Stephen? Um, so I'm gonna buy one. Um, <laughs> of course you no, are. <laughs> duh. So um, here's my thoughts. Um, I am. I, we'll never know if this was a master plan or just had like whatever. Um, I think that I think this exists, and I think that the NES Classic was killed because they realized that they were undercharging. Oh, um, oh you might be right so about that. They charged it for sixty bucks, and everybody was buying it, and they were immediately selling it on eBay for one hundred and fifty, two hundred bucks. And yeah. they went, "Well, why don't we release the? You know, like the, yeah. there is no reason that they could not charge a hundred bucks. They could have charged a hundred dollars for the NES Classic, and people would have bought it. Um, yeah. But you can't raise the price on a product, right? You can't right, like scalp out, yeah. yourself." So, um, they had to kill the NES Classic. Now, I think that it's entirely possible that they're not going to create like a, like an S, like it might be both products combined. There's no reason they couldn't Mm. do that. 
Um, yeah. And then they could charge, you know, $129.99 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No reason they couldn't do that. They already have the, you know, like, just do it. Um, yeah. I would still buy one without question. Um, I think also there's a bigger market for the SNES because I think there are, because game, you know, games grew, right? Like the right. SNES sold more than the NES. So, mm-hmm. um, like, and there are more people that I think that are interested in games that would buy that, you know? Um, mm. yeah. so yeah, I, I mean, obviously it's all going to come down to games, but if you think about comparing the SNES era versus the NES era, mm. th- it's not even close. I mean, the, the NES had some cool games, but I mean, come on, like, yeah, just super Metroid legend of Zelda link to the past and super Mario world. Those three are in the conversation for some of the 10, 15 best games of all time. Yeah. You didn't have that same effect. On right. the NES Classic, whereas now it's like yeah. this thing's insane. Final Fantasy VI, Secret of Mana, Earthbound, um, you know, so yeah. it's crazy what what they could put on this thing. Um, just before anyone gets excited, no NBA Jam will not be on this thing. Don't be stupid. <laughs> then just don't be stupid and put NBA Jam on your lists. Um, Russ Pitts actually said it today. If you are a video game outlet and you're not writing a what games I want on my SNES classic list, what are you even doing today? Um, and, uh, he's right. And I'm working on my own list. Uh, and spoilers, NBA Jam is not on it because they're not going to go back and pay Anthony Hardaway. Like, like, they're not going to go back and pay all those dudes. Like, Hakeem Olajuwon. Like, he's, he doesn't need to get paid again. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. What about you, Regina? Are you going to buy one? Or are you going to try to buy one? I will, because I missed out on the classic, so I'm not going to miss out on this one. <laughs> I, I, I just hope that they actually do pre-orders. Like, yeah. I, I don't know why. I just hope that they learned their lesson and are like, you know what? The NES thing sucked, and it was a bad It was a bad look. Let's do the SNES classic. Let's make our money. Yeah. Overcharge for it. It's fine. People will pay. obviously pay a premium. It's nostalgia. There is nothing yeah. that makes people spend money faster than feeling like they can recapture a piece of their youth. Yeah. I mean, it's true. It's just true. Yeah. People will yeah. spend plenty of money to get their youth back. So, you know, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we well, probably won't. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Because she hates Nintendo, Regina. You know really? what? There are two people involved <laughs> in our game purchasing uh, decisions in my house. So I'm not, I don't like hate Nintendo. And I don't want to say Isaac hates Nintendo. Although his thing that he likes to say is Nintendo don't make good consoles anymore. Um, but anyhow. Um. He obviously <laughs> hasn't used a Switch because that thing is ridiculous. Um, so, I That's mean, because they, had, they made an they made a big error before they made the switch. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have something exactly. to do with why I the mean, switch the Wii, is so good. <laughs> the Wii U yeah. is bad enough that it retroactively makes the switch worse. I understand that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're mad we bought a Wii U. It was really yeah, we a have waste a Wii U too, but Pikmin. So you know, I, knew yeah, we had I played Pikmin, Pikmin for a couple days. I didn't finish it, and then you know, like, did life you pay, play the battle mode? Where you play against each other, you should do that with no. your husband and yeah. and come back That's and tell the thing me. Is we don't really have time to play together, and Isaac didn't uh, want to play Pikmin. He's whatever. Oh, it's but so much fun. That part. Yeah, I've never. I haven't played the story. I started the story, and I think I got through about a third to maybe close to a half of it. And yeah, I it's, I it's the, the interaction between Chris and I playing the the bingo battle. That's yeah. my favorite. There's a cooperative one you can play together, and then there's a bingo battle, but it's all about PvP for me and Chris. Like, that's our mm. whole dynamic is we like to beat each other up, and I'm not really sure what that says about our marriage. Um, <laughs> but, yes, we like to play games yeah. against each other. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't, really, um, we don't really play games against or with each other very much. I don't know why that is. Well, recently it's because Anna wants to watch us play specific games that are just oh. not. Um, oh, I, my daughter asks for us to play we Pikmin can play together. So she anyhow. likes to watch Pikmin because it's super cute. So she'll actually yeah. Say, can we? She'll say, "Can we play Pikmin?" And we will give her a controller with no batteries in it. 
<laughs> nice, nice. We used to do that too. We yeah. used to give uh give Anna a GameCube controller, on. which still yeah. had batteries in it, so it still lit up because it was one of the wi- one of the wireless ones, and so she thought for sure that she was doing stuff. Oh um, yeah, but yeah. Iris is caught on. But she she outsmarts you now. Right. Yes, she can. Well, she did. She was able to log in to my account on Xbox and just, you know, navigate to where she wants. But thank you, Microsoft, for changing the dashboard because she can't do that anymore. (laughs) Maybe that's why they update it periodically to save parents. Yeah. (laughs) They have enough parents working there with children like, you know, Anna's age. They're probably like, yeah, this is this is not cool. I'm like, just making sure that we don't have a credit card stored on there um, yeah, so that yeah. she doesn't accidentally buy things. Um, right now, though, she's just interested in Netflix and, and Amazon. Um, uh, and you can't buy uh, the stuff for Amazon on the Xbox. You have to go to your PC and buy it, which I think is really smart. Um, because she totally would have bought, like, Paw Patrol or something on Amazon <laughs> if she could. <laughs> um, oh, man. She keeps asking had... for it. I had so much Paw Patrol. If my daughter could buy it, so much Paw Patrol. Uh, you know, her birthday's coming up. We'll see. I told her that if she gets like money for her birthday, then she can do what she wants with it. We're going to encourage that she at least save some of it. But if she wants to buy a season of Paw Patrol, we can buy her a season of Paw Patrol. But she's yeah. going to have to make the decisions between that. And maybe the new Penguin and Animal Jam, you know, mm-hmm. or the new Toka Boca app. She actually earned enough money to buy um, Toka Live Hospital, which is the new one. Um, and she's having a lot of fun with that. But I don't do Anna's apps anymore, which is why you don't hear about that. But yeah, Toka Live Hospital, another good one from the Toka Life series. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's move on here away from toddler apps. Not that that's not <laughs> relevant to... Right. To our audience. To gaming with the moms, right? Yeah. Um, so StarCraft. StarCraft is free. We knew that it was going to be free, but Blizzard's like, hey, surprise! It's free now. It. Yeah. Right. So they did an update to it and just like, yeah, it's free. Go get it. Have fun. Um, so yeah, PC and, and Mac. PC and Mac, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, so yeah, so you can go to, they've got a page set up. What, what is the official page? Uh, yeah, just go to StarCraft.com, and you can get it. Yeah. So uh, one of the so that's one of one of the projects we're going to do over the summer on EFG because we're yeah. officially launching our YouTube channel at E3. Uh, one of the things Ooh. that people can actually expect because we we have already negotiated this is uh, if you want to see what it looks like when an 11 year old plays through StarCraft. Nice. <laughs> Come to Engage Family Gaming. It's going to be a wild ride because the way it's going to work is he's going to do it without me watching, and then I'm going to commentate over it. Um, and nice. Be like, what is he doing? Why? <laughs> why? Why are you driving into this wall? <laughs> why? Why did you take all of your guys there? Why? It's going to be the best. It's going to be the best. Why did you yeah. make this decision? <laughs> uh, yeah, so moving into other uh, old games. So we talked about this before. The Disney Afternoon Collection uh, well, is is out now. But the funny thing to note is that um, Frank Cifaldi, who works for Digital Eclipse, Digital Eclipse well-known as uh, the emulator studio. <laughs> they bring everything back. Um, but he actually pirated some of these games when he was younger so that he could play them. And so that brings up an interesting topic which uh we've talked about before and that is like the preservation of some of these old games and um you know some of the some the only way to get some of them is through piracy (laughs) so so that's an an interesting discussion to have um so yeah anyhow i hear it's good (sighs) oh man it sounds great i didn't only because this has been a very crazy week um Uh and so no i have not but man, do I want it real bad. Uh, I'll probably have it by the end of the month. Um, uh, you know, I'm trying cool. to control my purchases. I got a lot on my plate, so. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, so I actually didn't know that Digital Clips was developing this until uh, my friend Mike Micah is like, hey, we're developing this. It's not surprising, though, because Digital Clips develops all that stuff. Digital Clips is one of the studios that I uh, used to work for. There were a whole bunch of studios part of a conglomerate and it was one of the ones that I used to work for. So they're cool. Okay. 
so did you see. actually meet Frank Cifaldi? No, he wasn't there oh. when I was working there. He's a fairly new um, employee there. <clears throat> so, um, uh, so Ubisoft is opening a couple new studios. I didn't get a chance to read this article before I pasted it on here. So, <laughs> <laughs> but one of them is is uh, is working on an unannounced triple A project. So, um, let's see, studio. Oh, Berlin. They're opening one in Berlin, which Berlin, is yeah. is working on the unannounced triple A project. Um, and then Ubisoft Bordeaux. Oh, okay, it's another French one. Um, yeah. So they don't say. What it's assisting with the other it says it's yeah. sort of to assist the other ones so the other yeah. french french right. studios great yeah, yeah. so montreal <laughs> typically does the um assassin's creed stuff so i'm kind of um <clears throat> curious about what this if this is a new ip or if they're just uh doing something else what do you guys it's think a, it's a great location regardless of what they're doing you know i mean the european yeah. game development scene is so crazy and growing so fast. Well, the um, animation that, too. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of animation that's moved out to Europe as well. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty cool. yeah. So it's a great place to capture talent. I mean, Ubisoft. I mean, everybody works on everything if you work at Ubisoft. So yeah, I think that you know. I mean, obviously, some of them are more responsible for some things than others. Um, mm-hmm. I hope it taps into some of that cre- creativity. I mean, they have got to have. You know, they're hiring a couple hundred people. I'm hoping one or two of those people has some really cool ideas. I'd like to see, you know, like another kind of Child of Light kind of game, right? Like something small, mm-hmm. like a cool side project yeah. that was smaller. Because um, we've got plenty of... I mean, I'm excited about Assassin's Creed coming back just because I'm intrigued. But I, Child of Light was super cool. You know, some of their wacky stuff is just, just awe-inspiring. So hopefully they do that. Yeah. Yeah, I like Child of Light. I played that. It was really cool. It was free, um, Games of Gold. It was nice. I didn't want anything too stressful, so it was nice to play a turn-based um, RPG yeah. for once. I mean, it's typically... hard, though. It was hard, though. Yeah. All right, well, maybe, maybe you're just better than me. Um, <laughs> it was not an easy... I don't remember easy. having too serious of a challenge with it. I'm not sure what difficulty I played it on, Uh which could have something to do with it, but I don't remember being extremely challenged. Um, but it was it was cool. I liked, you know, what I really liked is I liked the sort of narration between things because it really felt like someone was reading you like a fairy tale story. It was have you, it was really cool. Have you ever played this uh, Child of Light, Regina? I don't think so. It's on PC, and I think you would enjoy it a great deal. It sounds like it from what you're saying. All yeah, the, I you know I think that. I have such an overflow of games on right, Steam. Yes. I'm always so hesitant to buy anything, but I'll look it yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool. I really liked it. It's got a, a neat little story. Um, and like I said, like the there's the narration like in between the game, like the cinematics and whatnot. You really just feel like someone is reading you like a fairy tale story. A fairy tale. That's I think cool. I think I played this when I was sick. Or something like that, where it was just so comforting <laughs> to feel like somebody was reading me a book. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anyhow. Uh, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Um, so, that. everybody thinks Grand Theft Auto, besides being, like, you know, technically impressive as a game, most people think Grand Theft Auto is not that great of a game, uh, theme-wise. However... <laughs> <laughs> they're making use of this tech of the tech in Grand Theft Auto 5 to train driverless cars which is pretty awesome like when you think about it because honestly Grand the Grand Theft Auto series um if you if you step aside from the whole theme and the the violence and the uh, illegal everything the prostitutes if you step back from that the game is really really impressive on terms of scale and how it handles things. Um, and so uh, it's basically like the open world uh, uh, inventor for the most part. They were the first really, really good open world game. So now they're using that um, technology to train driverless cars, which is, it's funny. Yeah, it just sounds so crazy. Like it just, yeah. I still, I still like look at it and think like, how, how is that working? I think it's cool, but yeah, you know, yeah, because the um, 
one of the people that is working on driverless cars uh, is I'm quoting um, the Polygon article who is quoting the Bloomberg article uh, is the guy says just relying on data from the roads is not practical and that GTA 5 is the richest virtual environment that they can extract data from. So that's pretty cool. That makes so sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. There have actually um, been some driverless cars uh, in the suburbs over here. Um, one of my friends, there was one on her street um, <laughs> a while ago. It's not a very busy street. It was like definitely residential with like not a ton of houses on it. But she was like, yeah, there was a driverless car just going up and down my street. Like, <laughs> wow. That is yeah. pretty cool. Well, I so, have a lot um, of friends in the Bay Area still. And yeah, there's quite a few out there. Yeah. But, you know, Isaac, the tech is yeah. out there, the company. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Isaac, uh, he so wants them now. Like, everybody. It's funny, like, e anywhere you live, you'd be like, oh, my God, the drivers here are so bad. But honestly, the drivers in Washington are so bad. And not that, like, they're, like, you know, dangerous or anything like that. It's just that they all go so slow. Like, you will find people on the freeway not even going the speed limit. Yeah. And the speed limit here is lower than everywhere else. It's 60 yeah. here. But you will have people driving 55. And Isaac's like, what is, what is your problem? You know, just go. That's not my beef. My beef with drivers in the Pacific Northwest is this, like, okay, so there'll be two lanes, right? And one will yeah. be a merge lane, right? Yeah. And nobody here uses the merge lane. Everybody oh. else would rather line up for five miles yeah. in anticipation of this lane. I mean, there's three miles of lane that nobody's using, and you look yeah. like the jerk, because I'm like, I'll drive down it, and I'll merge, you know, where you're right. supposed yeah. to be merging three miles ahead. And yeah. nobody, then I look like a jerk, and I'm like, I'm not being a jerk. That's what it's here for. You're supposed to yeah. be merging. Right. Oh, it just yeah. drives me batty. And they do it on on lights, on turn lights. There'll be two lanes on a turn light, and everybody's uh -huh. in the left lane. I'm like, there are two lanes for a reason, people. Right. One, yes. Let one car in front of the other. It's not rocket yeah. science. It's funny here. This just happened to me today. So, uh, you know, the uh, freeway ramps are metered if there's a lot of traffic going on. So the ramp by my house, um, typically you've got one lane, but there's a sign that says if the ramp is metered, you can use both the, the lane and the shoulder. And so when I went to get on the freeway today, there is a line of like six cars in the actual lane yep. and I just popped in the shoulder and drove straight up there. I was like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, There's a sign right there that says it's yeah. okay. Yeah. It just, it baffles me. Like people on the free, will be merging on the freeway instead of merging where the lane ends, where everybody can predict you need to merge. Everybody's merging yeah. three miles back because you're, you know, the lane ends in two and a half miles. Oh my God, yes. we can't have, you know, like use the space. There'd be no traffic in my town. There'd be right. no traffic in my town if people knew how to merge. <laughs> like, yes, we have that problem here, that's too. It. Drives <laughs> me nuts. Steven, how Steven's are the like... drivers in Connecticut? <laughs> um, I, I mean, know, I've lived I think in there's York, bad. So. I think there's bad drivers everywhere. Yes. yes. But I think right? they have different flavors of bad driving. Yes, yes, definitely. Like, there's different habits that are socially developed. Yeah, California, it was just dangerous people. like people <laughs> just like just doing crazy things that would cause car accidents and you had to really be paying attention to and fast and merge quick yes. and we'll cut yeah. you off without hesitation or thinking about it yeah i i would sometimes i'd rather drive like that still because <laughs> I, I, I know how to drive like that and there's things that that happen in that that make sense to me some of this like let's be super polite and not cut anybody off by merging right yes I don't know if they have this in Portland, but here in Washington is one of the things that I found that was really, really funny is that at crosswalks, not all of them, but at some of the crosswalks, they have little flags that you're supposed to pick up and carry while you're crossing the street so that the cars can see that you're crossing the street. <laughs> it is the most bizarre thing I have no. ever seen. I know. I was I've just seen like, that. yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, what? What is this? And one of my friends is like, oh, you're supposed to hold it and like wave it when you're crossing the street. I'm like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my wow. life. Wow. No, and then we had, I had um, an extra. acquaintance who moved out here from New York City. And oh, boy, God. Was, was she baffled by this thing? It's just like. What is this? Because oh, in New York City, they just walk. I know. Right. Exactly. They just they don't walk. Even they just go. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so the, the flag crossing the street thing is hilarious. I'll take a picture with my phone the next time I'm by one of those. Yeah, I want to <laughs> so see you, this. Yeah. I need, per, I need to see this. Cause I, and I'll look for it the next time I'm in Seattle and be like, I yeah. wonder what's going Yeah. On well, here. there's not any in Seattle proper, but in the suburbs on the east side, there's That's definitely thing. those. Mm. Yeah. So anyhow. So we've gotten way off on a tangent. <laughs> so, yeah, but that's fun sometimes. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe they should put those flags in GTA. Uh, <laughs> well, I was just thinking, like, if you do play, make sure, you know, your, your driving may be used to train a, a, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a yeah. driverless car. So maybe, you know, don't run over as many people yeah. on the side of the road. Well, there are people that just try to, like, seriously, just try mm-hmm. to drive in GTA, drive yeah. well. Yeah. And, you know, it was funny, though, there was a, a while ago when I parked somewhere and my husband was with me and I was driving, which doesn't happen very often. So I didn't park straight in the parking space. I don't remember why. And we got out and uh, he's like, what are you doing? Trying to GTA this thing? I was like, <laughs> shut up. Like, seriously. <laughs> uh, anyhow. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm out of the car now. People right. can still park by me. I'm not blocking anybody. It's right. just sideways. That's all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess it could have been worse. They could have used Mario Kart. Yeah, that's true. Right, that's for true. the data. Yes. Yeah. That might have made yeah. it interesting. <laughs> I think that would have been really weird. <laughs> right, it would have been really weird. Uh, they come uh, built with the blue turtle shell. Uh, right. Yeah. Or the bullet, the bullet, when you're late. Yeah, yeah <laughs> You exactly. just need the bullet in traffic yes. and run everything over. <laughs> the blue turtle. It's the yes. it's the wind power-up. Like, yes. wind. Yes. Isaac hates that power-up. <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, so we did get back to games a little bit. So that's the news that I had. Uh, Steven or Regina, did you have anything else? I don't think so. I don't think I saw anything that you didn't cover to talk about. Yeah. Steven? Um, I do have something that I wanted to bring to the okay. table because I thought it was interesting. So Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is coming out next week. How crazy mm. is that? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I'm very excited about that. But one thing that, uh, that has happened is that, uh, review copies have gone out to various news outlets, the streaming, et cetera, which means some, some of the fine details that weren't in any press releases or were, uh, went unannounced have come out. And there are two mm. things that I think are super interesting for uh, parents uh, or for people that are interested in games being more accessible. And that is one thing. Uh, they have added two new control assist options to Mario Kart 8 mm. Deluxe, one of them being smart steering, which they hinted at, but we now know what it does. It basically drives for you. Uh, it keeps you on the track. Um, and yeah. also auto-acceleration. To the point where oh, Game wow. Explained did a YouTube video where if you turn both of those things on, it, the game will just drive itself. So um, anyone who has a uh, child who has desperately wanted to play Mario Kart but mm-hmm. can't because it's too hard will absolutely love these options. Um, yeah. Also, it, you know, like there are plenty of kids that can do the gas thing but can't do the steering yeah. thing. Right. Or vice yeah. versa. You know, there's plenty of kids who just yeah. don't know when to gas or break. So yeah. I really kind of compartmentalizes it. Um, so, and it'll pick up items and things like that. That's so you cool. Can, you, you still use your items. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that was a very interesting uh, little thing. Um, I think also from an accessibility standpoint, you know, it basically yeah. means if you take into account motion controls, it makes it a one-handed game. Right. Um. So from an accessibility standpoint, I think it is very interesting. So I am excited to see how that works out. I'll let you know when we let our four-year-old play. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be the true say, test. Anna, yeah, Anna played um, with us a little bit, and she did have trouble. However, um, after she played a, a, for a little while, she was she was okay. She, would, she had like this knee-jerk reaction to handing us the controller and saying, I need help. But then I would look at the screen, and she would be on lap three. And I'm like, you don't need help. You just got around this track two times all by yourself. You can do it again. So, anyhow, yeah, <laughs> that was her. She had she had she has issues with that 
in other things too, asking for help when she doesn't actually need it. And she's just trying to get other people to do things for her. We're trying to work on that a little bit. <laughs> she's four. I was going to say. No, she's not. She's five. She's, she's five. five. Yeah. Okay, whatever. She's five. But still. But still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else, Steven? That was it. Other than that, we covered everything that I am aware of. All right, cool. Okay. So uh so what have you been playing then, Steven? Zelda. That's it. Um <laughs> Still? I, I thought you were almost done. I um I mean I'm almost done, but I mean almost done with that game is really relative, right? Like right. um okay. I've beaten all four <laughs> Divine Beasts, um, and I am just I'm cruising. I this past weekend was incredibly busy. Um, cause of Easter and my brother from, uh, was down for the first time since they moved to Vermont. So there was, you know, we played a lot of board games, so mm. nothing to really report on this podcast. Um, so, but really it's just been Zelda, um, and, uh, really desperately wanting to play some of the games that are coming out in the next couple of weeks. Mm. Cool. Mario Regina, Kart. how about you? Mario Kart. Yeah. I have by similar story all my all my recent gaming or board games. So um, that's not a, big, a bad thing. It's that's not a bad, not a bad thing, thing at all. No, yeah, we had the, a big na- board the name game of day. this podcast is Gaming with the Moms. Right, it does not exclude board games. Yes, so. I mean if you want, I mean we. Can, I think we we've we've discussed this. We need to dedicate a whole episode to it, and you can you can make like uh, I do when we talk about Game of Thrones and me and Rachel. <laughs> <and us. laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, well, I've been playing, right, yeah, so I've been playing, um, quite a bit, I played more Horizon, um, with Anna watching me, and she does the, I want to play Horizon, it's funny, um, because I was playing it, she was off with my husband somewhere, somewhere, and they came home, and she came down to, um, our rec room, and she just hops up on the couch. She's always playing Horizon, so she's like hops up on the couch and she has gets her blanket and like tucks it under her legs and getting all cozy and being like, "Let's play Horizon." It's pretty <laughs> funny. So, um, so yeah, that's pretty cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she loves it. Uh, she doesn't give me advice as much as she gives my husband advice about Final <laughs> Fantasy. So it's coming though. It's coming though. I am sure it is coming. <clears throat> I'm so, sure. Yeah. So I've also um, been playing. I I bit the bullet and I downloaded the free to play cooking dash because I finished the <laughs> not free to play. And I'm like, I, I need more of this. And uh, so I've been playing that. Um, it's, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's like your typical free to play. Like you've got so much uh, energy in this place. Mm-hmm. It supplies to play each level and you have to wait for that to respawn and you have to get coins and premium currency to upgrade things and I'm getting to the point now where you really sort of need the upgraded things in order to uh, beat the levels, but right. I'm on, I've beat a, a good amount of stuff without the boost. Like, I feel like it was, it was a, it's a good paywall. Like, yeah. it feels natural to me that that is where the paywall is hitting. Um, That's always nice when you feel like yeah. you've gotten, you know, enough out yeah. of the game before you get to this point where you're like, okay, well, I have to invest in this now. When, yeah. or it, it Or it's... Because that's how I feel about Plants vs. Zombies Heroes. Mm-hmm. You can get everything if you're willing to just wait long enough. Yeah. You know, but, you know, yeah. the, the other option is to, you know, buy, which right. makes you get it faster. So, you know, that's a that's an okay paywall, I feel like. Yeah, you know, yeah. Eventually yeah, all the stuff is available to you. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. So yeah. I'm enjoying that. I may have actually started prepping something that's going to take uh, an hour, like right before we started recording. So <laughs> 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 make well, sure it would be done. plan this out. <laughs> I do, because it's like, you know, I'm like, you oh, I know. You have to do that, that with those I games. You have to. Yeah, because yeah, I don't want to sit down and be like, I have no boost. So right. I just plan out the boost to just. Yep. Take the time for it when I know I got to do something else and that'll be there for me when I want to play again. Um, But uh, then other than that, playing Hearthstone, uh, still a lot. Um, I came up against a crazy mage strategy earlier today that was really, really clever. Like I haven't been looking online for specific decks and what people are doing. So I'm, I'm just kind of seeing what people are doing as I come up against them. 
So um, so this is going to be really technical. If you don't know about the mage cards in Hearthstone, you're not going to really know. Um, so this person had this card. I don't remember what it was called. It's a new card that allows you to make a copy of a minion that you have on the board um, and put it directly on the board. So the person played the um, Sorcerer's Apprentice, which makes every spell in your hands cost one less. Then they redid oh. that person. And then they redid that person again. So they have four sorcerer's apprentices on the board which made their fireball spell cost zero and then they threw down archmage antonitis who is the legendary who will give you a fireball spell every time you cast a spell so they got into this thing where all their fireballs cast, cast zero and then they got another one and then they cast zero and they got another one and another one and another one and i'm like Hi. i'm like I i'm dead because it's <clears throat> you yeah. can't stop <laughs> you can't, there's nothing you can do to stop that so, right. um, so yeah, so that was interesting. Kind of genius, um, but kind of not very yeah. nice at the that's, same time. That's magical yeah. Christmas land, though. I mean, how often yeah. does that deck fire like that? But yeah, yeah, but exactly. Still, magical Christmas land is fun. I mean, that, yeah. for that yeah, one game. It. Yeah, it was really interesting to me. Like, that's one thing that I like about all the new expansions is to see the interesting type things. It's kind of like. Um, the first time I came up against a rogue that was using the um, the Grimscale Oracle just to make you draw cards until your deck runs out, and then you have to take the fatigue. I mean, it's kind of a risk there because they're going to keep drawing cards too. But um, but yeah, so I'm I'm still playing my priest. I'll I'll jump in and play as one of the other um, heroes when I've got a a quest for it. Is that your but favorite deck, the priest? No, that's the one I'm I'm going for gold on. Oh. I have my my goal is to get a gold for every single hero. So I'm priest right now. I have a gold for hunter, druid, mage, shaman, and paladin. So mm -hmm. I'm on priest right now. However, I have the cool priest character um, that I got for hooking my um, my Hearthstone account up with my Twitch Prime account. So you get a really cool priestess. Um, nice. Tyrande. I don't know if that character means anything to you guys. But anyhow, so... Um, so yeah, so it's cool. I'm still very much enjoying it. If you haven't been playing Hearthstone, I suggest you pop back in. It's a lot of fun. I should uh, do that. I used to love playing that game. I'm bad at it, but I like playing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm bad at it too. But you know, you know, you know, as long as you get to like rank 20, then you're gonna mm -hmm. get some cool stuff at the end of the season. So yeah, yeah. And then the tavern tavern brawls once a week. You get a pack if you beat one of those. And it, right, it's really hard to not win one of those <laughs> you know, so, um, so yeah so i think that's it um so uh what else oh type shift i'm playing type shift too um, oh yeah i play that every day yeah. too at least yeah. I ha i've i've pretty much maxed out the packs i haven't bought any new packs yeah um but i hop i hop in and i play the daily puzzle every day yeah yeah i've been doing the daily puzzle i've got a few puzzles left um in one of my packs but um but yeah so i've been playing that too um while I'm waiting for my my power ups my, to charge and for your dash to redash <laughs> yeah, to redash like, yeah I'm like it's like sorry you're not gonna get like a, a lot of cash from me because I you know I can't wait for this thing I'll just pop right. over to a different game and right and then come back game. later <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, okay so um, so I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions or comments or any other feedback, you can send that to gamingwiththemoms at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us at gamingwithmoms. We love to hear from you and like to know your questions or your thoughts. Or even if you want to tell us that we suck, that's okay too. Um, so Regina is from the Geek Embassy and is author of the forthcoming book Mothering the Game. Regina, I talked about your Good Words series last week when you had to, oh, to hang off. So I thought that I figured that that was what you wanted to talk yes, about because I know you was. put a new episode up. So yeah, but what do you yeah, want to talk had, about this week? <laughs> uh, I have some new content coming up on the site. I have an article out right now about the HBO show Girls. Mm. If anybody, if either of you probably didn't watch Girls, um, no, <laughs> which didn't. I talk about how surprising it is that I did watch Girls because it huh. was definitely not. Uh, at aimed at me <laughs> yeah it's the first when i log on to hbo now that, that's the top ad that gets fed to me is that one i did yeah. watch big little lies i that watched that too excellent that was yes, excellent I love that, that is one. excellent actually and so i'm thinking about some ideas for panels for some upcoming um conventions um i've got one in for rose city 
uh, here in Portland already, but I'm looking to put one together for Geek Girl Con in mm -hmm. um, October. I think Geek Girl Con is in October. And yeah. I'm thinking about Usually, doing yeah. one about how stories um, sort of collide with each other, like how when you watch, you tie different ideas of stories together. Because mm -hmm. I was watching Big Little Lies and Girls at the same time, and yeah. it's really interesting to look at the dynamics between the two sets of women um, who are in such different places in their lives. Mm -hmm. So I might put something together about like how you can kind of you know combine things like that. So that's cool. I yeah. just well, if if you need another panelist, oh yeah, I'm just saying, oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm totally up for it. Cool. I don't. I don't have my press badges anymore, so I'm right. trying to sneak speaker badges. <laughs> speaker badges are cool. I they do, in yeah. fact, work. Okay. Cool. Um, Steven is editor and founder of EngagedFamilyGaming.com, who is about to launch a YouTube channel. Apparently. Yeah. That's cool. What else is going on? Well, I mean, it's it's time, right? You know, I mean, how do you do it without it? But um, yeah. so we are. Getting ready to go to E3, um, which is going to dominate the uh, the work that we do for the next five weeks while we figure it out. The good doctor is actually coming with me, along yes. with uh, some other folks that have been doing work for me behind the scenes for a while. But uh, mm -hmm. they're taking a they're getting in the front seat of the bus. Um, so that's going to be an interesting <laughs> little ride. Um, with that said, we're still doing the podcast. Um, this week's episode is running a little bit late, but. <clears throat> excuse me we're still doing our stuff trying to have fun um and uh, so look us up engage a family gaming podcast generally every monday <laughs> cool. generally <laughs> hey life happens we totally understand that um all right well i think that wraps it up thanks so much for listening and we will be back with you next week